Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I'm a creator turned community builder, and after launching my online community in 2020, I have realized that I had a passion for facilitating online events and bringing people together in a meaningful and purposeful way. I now consult business owners and leaders just like yourself who have a message, their life's work, or a vision for helping others transform through their online courses, cohorts, or memberships. On this interview style podcast, you'll hear conversations with community leaders who all have a passion for bringing people together online for connection, collaboration, and transformation. Our goal is to provide you with interesting conversations with industry professionals, leaders, and experts who share their concepts, structures, and strategies to inspire you to build, launch, and grow an online community with energy, confidence, and purpose. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell, and I'm the host here. I'm excited for you to return back, or hopefully uh, you have uh, just joined us. Welcome. So any, to you, any uh, if you're a new listener. Uh, in this season, season two, I'm reading excerpts from my new book, Creator to Community Builder, Find Calm While Building an Online Community. And uh, we have gone through chapter all the way, chapters one through uh, 10 so far. And today's episode will be chapter 11, which will be Grow Your Membership. And before I read that chapter, just to preface a few things for you. Um, I do have, and I'm offering currently a free digital download of the PDF book. Uh, if you would like it, um, you can go to find calm here or creator to communitybuilder.com. Use the word, the number two, and that'll give you access to the entire book. This is only good until the end of the year, but I want to, my goal is to, share this with as much many people as possible within the next, you know, two to three months so that um, everybody has a good start to their new year. So that's hopefully what um, you have some tools that might help you with this community building thing that you're doing. So I'm hoping that you're finding value in that. If you are reading it, uh, please feel free to drop into our community um, and share any thoughts or feedback you have from the community. To, with the other community m- members, or if you want to join the book club, you uh, can certainly join us on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and so we look forward to seeing you then. Uh, if you can't make those, though, uh, they will not be recorded, but you will be able to uh, see some notes that I'm putting together in the community only for community members. So if you are not in the community, it is free to join the community. It's a free community. So if you're not there yet, uh, I would suggest go to findcomhere.com and you'll see a link on the homepage there to join the community. Um, with that, what else was I going to say? Updates. So um, the book, uh, I just ordered a bunch of books because I ordered one book. They recommended I use Ingram to, uh, you know, pr- process the book. And I don't know if that's not the right word. And so what I did was um, 
I got one copy. I went through it and then decided that everything was good. So I ordered a bunch more. So I'm excited. I'm waiting for a box of books to come. <laughs> so that's kind of my new excitement for this week. And we've had a nice conversation with the book club the last couple of weeks. So just thankful and just feeling really thankful. Um, one of the Something happened this past week. A friend of mine passed away sudden. Like, I didn't know she was sick. And, you know, it just reminded me that life is so short and we just don't know. We just don't know when we won't be here anymore. So I'm thinking of you today um, and hoping that you are doing well. And if you'd like to chat, I'm always here for you. Um, and then we are going to go into chapter 11, grow your membership. And please, if you have any questions about the chapters, send me an email at deb at findcalmhere.com because I'd love to um, hear any of your thoughts or questions you have in reference to the book or this audio version of the book as well. Uh, and so we will get to that chapter right after this. Deb knows firsthand just how difficult community building can be. When you are starting out with no audience, email list, or customers, she wanted to build community culture with rich content, articles, and videos so her members could connect and engage in a variety of ways. Mighty Networks makes it easy to build your course, coaching program, training, or membership in just a few moments. With Mighty Networks, you can bring your audience together into one cohesive platform. The Mighty Networks offers live streaming, events, cohort-based courses, web pages, challenges, and so much more. With Mighty Networks' new community design feature, Spaces, you can build a course or resource library for your podcast, blog, or life's work. Are you excited to get started? Click on the link in the show notes to start your free trial today. And no credit card is required to sign up. Now let's jump back into this episode to discover more community building strategies. And uh, in this episode, I am going to read you excerpts from Community to Create, Creator to Community Builder. This episode is going to be around chapter 11, Grow Your Membership. Uh, it takes about three years to see an online community really thrive. In the past chapters, I've shared the importance of asking your members what kind of support they need, and how the community can benefit them. If you're ready to see the community grow significantly, the same concept applies. If your community already has solid content, connections, and interactions, this chapter can especially help you grow. When thinking about growth, most community professionals rely on data to measure what's working so they can adjust their strategy for continued growth. While data is an effective resource, it's important to remember that people are the reason a community exists. It can be challenging, but make sure you don't become stuck on the numbers. In this chapter, I'll offer a few ways uh, to use data to reach desired business outcomes, and we'll cover how to define growth metrics and inform decisions. Any community needs to be healthy to grow, but what exactly defines health? So there's no single answer, but there are patterns you can seek. When you, once you've had a community for six months or more, you can begin collecting information about the content you're providing, review members' commitment, 
contribution and activity. You can determine the health of a community by reviewing a few key data points and comparing them with the community growth plan. So these key data metric points include members who have logged into the community, frequency of each member's login, the number of each community member, the number of events each community member has attended, the most consumed content, whether that's videos, articles, posts, or discussions, and the highest ranking posts based on likes, cheers, and comments, depending on your platform. The number of course members have completed, the number of courses members have completed, the number of times each member has created a post and shared an article, blog, or photo. The priority for these elements will depend on your community structure, but be aware that not all data holds the same value. For example, social media metrics are something called sometimes called vanity metrics because they don't reflect actual engagement. Knowing what someone saw when someone saw a picture of content is not as valuable as knowing they contributed to comment in a thread, for instance. There are a few formulas that help community professionals measure data for healthy community outcomes. I've put together a community growth flywheel and share some growth strategies that I've seen work. Who are you really? Do you know? Of course you know where you live, the role you play in society, and the music you sing out loud to. But are you able to answer these questions? One, do you know your true self? Two, do you know your purpose? These are questions that challenge us to dig deeper. I embraced this challenge when I worked with a coach and learned how to leverage my strengths and skills. This allowed me to create a healthier and more productive work environment where I was able to reconnect with my purpose. If you want to learn more about yourself and you don't know where to start, check out UMAP. It's a holistic assessment tool that helps you set a foundation of self-awareness. It provides a wealth of resources for personal and professional growth. UMAP is based on four key pillars. Working with a coach, you'll first explore your strengths to dig into how you work best. Second, you'll discover why and how your values align with your chosen career. Third, you'll evaluate your preferred skills and match them with activities that bring you energy. Fourth, you'll learn about your unique personality and how it informs your work. Do you find yourself stuck? Then come, find calm by embracing the challenge of knowing who you really are and aligning your true self with your purpose. Go to the show notes and get the link to connect and check out the amazing free resources. You can find Deb Shell on the Find a Coach tab and connect with her when you are ready to jump into this adventure. Now, let's jump back into the episode to discover more community building tips. Community champions. Community champions are your core members who share their energy, time, and resources. Community champions can be members who volunteer to lead co-working sessions, encourage new members to participate, comment on posts, and share their knowledge. It's important to acknowledge community champions through shout outs, uh, shout out meaning like recognizing them inside the platform, recognizing them for things such as badges, 
with such as badges or opportunities to share with the community, showing other members that they are trust they are trusted leaders. They can help you grow your community by engaging, incurring, encouraging engagement, recruiting new members, and offering ideas for experiences. Uh, what's best for them? New community builders waste valuable energy focusing on low priority metrics, such as platforms, ambassadors programs. A better way to spend your time is to understand what that what's best for the member. It might have been exciting to have highly engaged members, but asking them to be ambassadors from the very beginning doesn't serve them very well. They haven't solidified their own experiences yet, so they don't have com- they haven't completely bought in. Especially important is in the first three one to three years, your primary goal is to develop your core culture that suits their needs by understanding what's best for them and providing it, you'll give members a better experience. Only after undergoing their own transformation will they want to tell others about it. If you're implementing an ambassador program, don't ask members to participate unless you've confirmed confirmed you've met their needs. You can confirm what's best through surveys, polls, and interviews. Are you consistently doing this As you are consistently doing this, you'll start to identify your key champions over time. Once you have a sense of who they are, initiate a conversation with them. If you share share sense that they are fired up about, if you sense that they are fired up about your offering and want to share it, it might be a suitable time for an ambassador program. Even then, be thoughtful about making it worth their while. Ask them. Did I say that again? Yes. <laughs> Asking your community champions how they want to share the community should come before creating any kind of advocacy program. If you're considering offering a referral, rewards, or affiliate program, ask members what would benefit what benefits they'd want besides monetary rewards. Members will tell family and friends about the community because it has helped them solve problems. If you've provided a trusted place to explore topics about which they're in, they're passionate, they'll often want to help you expand the community. Slow growth is better growth. When I work with clients to launch a community, I always remember a phased approach. I always recommend a phased approach. The same goes for growing the community. It takes additional action to connect members over time. The best growth strategy is to have amazing onboarding process, provide great resources, and offer a unique member experience that keeps them coming back. If you serve more than one type of member, I recommend you focusing on one group at a time. Set a goal for the growth within your community. Decide how many active members you'd like to have. When you reach out, reach that goal, invite more people and encourage them to tell others. Trying to build out too many spaces within a community is where a lot of problems start to occur. For example, if you're viewing a website and you see a few navigation links at the top, this is how you can think of organizing a community. Some community builders think they should have topics, areas, or spaces for topical conversations to take place, but rarely does that work unless you have a very large community? When starting out small, you need to think about what members entering your community as if they were exploring a website. What are the features you need? Your need, do you need an events area to host meetups, a space for members to interact and a place to organize resources and information? 
There was once a feature on Mighty Network's platform called Topics. This feature had changed with the platform. Oh, sorry. This feature has changed with the platform with updates to the platform and is now called Spaces, but the new design caused a lot of confusion for customers. Many customers had more than a few topics, but when feature the feature was removed, they didn't know how to organize their content. Many customers turned their topics into a space, but this did not work for everyone. By speaking with them, I learned to have that having too many choices leads members to leave. I encourage you to have a strategy for your each space you create no matter what platform you decide to use. The terminology might change, but the concept is the same. How will you know and members, how will you, your members know where to connect, share, chat, and communicate? Think about the following questions. What's the purpose of this space? What is included? Who will watch over or maintain it? What is the strategy for your space? They matter. Of course, every member is a human being. Keep in mind that each person has a full life and various responsibilities, possibly including family, kids, work, commutes, conferences, health challenges, doctor's appointments, and travel plans. Each person has come to your community for a reason. The more you know when they decided to join and what their lives are like, they, you can better understand their participation. Whether they show up constantly or sporadically, they have a reason. Most times, a personal event has changed their life daily, uh, their daily life. They may need to get back to their normal life activities. Think about members who are gone and check in on them. If they've had health concerns, community members can come together and send a card. They matter. The more you show up, the more you show care, and the more valued they will feel. The more you show care, you care, the more valued they will feel. This is the best way you can encourage them to show up again and again to share their experiences with the network. That was chapter 12, grow your membership. I'm sorry, <laughs> chapter 11, grow your membership. This is episode 12 of the Community Strategy Podcast. Uh, I want to just tag on to the last uh, section there that I was reading about they matter because there is a story that recently, I mean, when I say recently, just since, you know, 2020, um, where a fellow community member in the location indie community, which is the community that I am referring to a lot throughout the book, um, one of the community members was hiking in Denver and fell and got severely injured and, um, his whole life changed basically from that moment. And he had to go through rehab. He has recovered. They did find him. Um, I learned about it through, uh, I think his family member, one of his family members had reached out to me. And so when I learned about it, I shared that with the community and they ended up gathering, um, you know, more members together. And I think we sent him something and it was just nice to to be able to share things. And then just recently, um, a friend of mine, like I mentioned earlier, has passed away. And it was in a, a member of a community, an in-person community that I had just met. Um, it was somebody in this Buddhist community that I've been attending um, services on Mondays. And um, 
I had met her there and we talked and she would text me and, um, yeah, I was just starting to get to know her. So I was sad to hear that she passed away. And so I made a, made a point to go to last Monday's, um, service so that I could share that with the other members. And I'm glad I went because the other members were really, um, they didn't know that that had happened because, um, my friend, uh, her ex-husband had just texted me and nobody else from that community. So I think when we think about communities in the, in the broader sense, we also think about them as, you know, they, they end up turning into personal relationships over time and we care, we care about people (laughs) and they matter to us when something happens to them in their personal life. You know, even if it's a networking group, you know, we celebrate when people have children or get married. We also get, you know, we feel for them when they're struggling financially or they're going through a big health concern or if there's been a death in the family. So I think it just is a reminder that your members are humans. (laughs) And when there might be times that you can band together either for the reason like that I just mentioned about just community and sharing news with, with other members. Um, but also you could unite to celebrate something or, or to challenge something. I've seen many communities in the past that I've been members of, you know, get together for fun activities. I tried to host a wine night (laughs) two years ago for my, um, I guess it was last year. Yeah, it must have been 2022. I had tried to host an event with the group of women that I was in a group, a networking group with, and it ended up raining that day. So I, I ended up not going and I haven't rescheduled it. But I just, just this count, just to point the fact out that the more experiences you give your members, the better they will know you and know each other and build, the more they'll be able to solidify those relationships. And the faster you'll grow because the faster that you help members transform, that'll give, they'll get, they're getting results, which means they want to share that positive news with other people. So anyhow, I hope that was helpful for you. Uh, like I said, please join us if you can for the book club. If, if you can't, please pop in the community builders with purpose community, share what your th- thoughts are, or send me an email, deb at findcalmhere.com. Until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening, moment, afternoon, Sunday, or Wednesday at five. Find calm. Till the next time, take care. Bye.